Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. This is an extra special episode of the Naked Gaming Podcast with Lee Milner and Chris Barrow. Uh, why is it extra? Because it's an Xbox oh, special. God. It's going to be a long episode. <laughs> it's also an extra episode anyway. Uh, okay. Nice to be able to do an extra one this month just because we got something to talk about here. Yeah, Chris is unboxing our very own Xbox Series X. It's uh, bigger than I... Wow. Thanks. Bigger than I could have uh, ever imagined. You'll be looking at the difference between the Series X and the Series S. And we'll hear from some of the developers behind the latest Xbox games. What does it mean to have the next generation at your fingertips? When we design things, we tend towards the cute side. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, I think it's basically Martin's job to be like, no, this needs to be more badass. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on Twitter, Instagram, of course, and iTunes, wherever really you get your podcasts from. Just look for Naked Gaming Pod. Let's start with the Xbox news with the exceptionally talented... You see, you like that one when it's like that. Uh, Here's Lee Milner anyway. Microsoft's boss Satya Nadella says the company is very, very much focused on growing the Xbox business. During the firm's annual shareholder meeting, he was asked how Microsoft would win the console war with the PlayStation 5. He replied, we're ensuring that all three billion gamers around the world get the best content, best community and the best cloud services to power their gaming experiences. A group called Crep Chief Notify boasted online that they've managed to order more than a thousand Xbox Series X consoles from the retailer Very, intending to sell them on at a more expensive price. But Very responded saying they've cancelled a significant number of next-gen console orders, which they believe are from the group. Take that, scalpers! The Xbox Series X and S is very backwards compatible, which means you can play almost any game that ran on the Xbox One and earlier Xbox consoles. But gamers have discovered that through emulation software, you can also play PlayStation 2 games. And hilariously, the latest Xbox can play more PS2 games than the PlayStation 5. However, running unauthorized emulation software violates Microsoft's terms and conditions, so maybe don't try this one at home. Thank you, Lee, with the Xbox news, which was weighty, like the console itself. So Microsoft centers the latest Xbox Series X priced at £450. Thanks, Microsoft, by the way. So Chris thought it would be interesting to find out how long it would take to actually play a game on the console, starting with opening the box. Here it comes then. 
Unboxing time. How does one unbox this? It's gonna be an absolute beast, isn't it? <laughs> oh my Lord, what on earth? Whoa, it's uh, bigger than I could have uh, ever imagined. <laughs> oh no, oh, look, it's got, that's what it's got at the back. USB, internet, storage expansion and HDMI. Oh, it's got a CD. Uh, slot and one USB at the front. It's got a massive fan in there as well. It ain't going under there though, is it? That is a tight fit, shall we say. <laughs> so we're currently updating the controller. Sure. There aren't any uh, new games that I particularly want to play, so uh, I wanted to play one that's at least optimised for the Series X, so we're on uh, Watchdog. Uh, Watch Dogs Legion, um, and it's just installing 37 gigabytes of it. I've just watched a whole episode of The Mandalorian, and we're on 59%. Ah, oh, London, what a town. History around every corner, and a tourist photographing it. Top shelf stuff. Only took 12,000 years to build it up. That was the unboxing and then the almost three-hour experience of how long it took to play a game that was optimised for the Xbox Series X. So hopefully that's useful for you to know. Wow! Nearly three hours? Also, can I say, it is massive! Massive. I think the the longest bit was when it was updating the controllers because we had okay. some older Xbox One controllers yeah. and then it had where we are just updating your controller and it took like oh. half an hour. It's a beast though. It is a monster. What's the thing you told me about with the ping pong ball? Oh yeah. I love this fact. The, the fan is so powerful that it will float a ping pong ball on the top. I mean, it depends how bored you are to actually do that. But I mean, yeah, <laughs> if you've no got games, the time. There's no games at the moment. Yeah, so. exactly. There's also a video of the unboxing as well. You've got to check available. that out. It's so good. You can see how it gets wedged underneath our it's telly. Brilliant. Uh, it's the Naked Scientist YouTube page. Just search it up there. Pills here. This is the Naked Gaming Podcast with Chris Barrow and Lee Milner. Now, here's Lee to give us a rundown of the actual technology that's inside the box of the latest Xbox. What are the main differences between the Series X and the Series S? Microsoft have repeatedly called it the most powerful console ever. It's £450 for the Xbox Series X and £250 for the Series S, so quite a big price difference between the two models. But why? The Series X has one terabyte of storage, the S has half of that. So you can't download as many games, and the games for this next generation are big. Here's a word that you might not know, teraflop. If you don't know what it is, one teraflop means a computer can process one trillion calculations a second. So the Series X has 12 teraflops of processing power. That's a lot. The Series S has just four teraflops. The Series X can also play games in true 4K resolution. That's good, right? The Series S can only get up to 1440p, which is respectable, but we've got a 4K TV. You get a Blu-ray DVD drive with your X, but you don't with the S, and as a result, all your gaming has to be disc-free, which is strange because, as I said before, it only comes with half a terabyte of storage. The Series S is also half the size of the Series X, but no one's buying the next generation of consoles based on how big the box is. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter how much power there is, but how it's used. 
And with so few new games on the market, a lot of the system's potential remains to be seen. Thank you, Lee. Hopefully, if you're torn between the two versions of the Xbox console, that might help you decide. One thing I'd like to mention, though, is that we've actually both been playing Left 4 Dead 1 and 2 uh, very recently, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, which are originally Xbox 360 games. Great games. Um, and I thought, oh, you know, oh, God, we've got this new Xbox. I really want to see how good the backwards compatibility is. Mm-hmm. And I tried to play the game, and the only way you can do it is if you've still got your old disc. Right. So luckily we did. Mm-hmm. So you put the disc in, it goes updating to the latest software, blah, 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 and then you can play... But that means that you have to have the Series X because it's got the disc drive. Oh, the S doesn't have the disc drive. Okay. So we wouldn't have been able to play those games this week. So I would say the X is better in yeah. many ways. But of course, if you can afford it. Betrayal. This is the Naked Gaming Podcast with Chris Barrow and Lee Milner. Next up, Chris has been speaking to a few of the developers behind some of the games that have been optimised for the next generation of the Xbox from lots of different genres. Devil May Cry 5 was released last year, but now there's a special edition that's been enhanced for the Xbox Series X and Series S. Chris caught up with the team in Japan to ask them a few questions about the new release. Here's Matt Walker from Capcom Japan. Normally when a new generation of consoles comes out, it takes a lot of work just to get a game running on the console. It turns out, though, that this time around, the hardware makers were very careful about selecting architectures that were going to be similar to their previous consoles. And as a result of that, we're able to get our games running a lot quicker than normal. In fact, uh, when we first started making Devil May Cry 5 Special Edition, it was pretty instantaneous. We had gotten the dev kits, and then just a couple weeks later, we already had something on screen, which is pretty rare. Uh, The real effort and the real difference came in when we started trying to implement the features that the new consoles were going to add to the experience. So, for instance, ray tracing. And in our games, that's going to mean that we're going to be able to implement new lighting in the games, more realistic lighting. So we're going to be able to simulate bounces of light, for instance. This is not something that we could do before in our previous lighting models. And that's going to create more realistic lighting, more realistic shadows, and we're going to be able to create real-time reflections that are going to enhance the experience and the immersion for the player. So you mentioned ray tracing, which obviously sounds amazing. What about the extra power? What else can it do? New, more immersive 3D audio that you can take advantage of just with headphones. It's also given us more memory, and with that we've been able to give players what we call legendary dark night mode, which is a mode where we can put many more enemies on the screen than we could in the original Devil May Cry 5. And then finally, it's given us the ability to unlock the frame rate cap and give players the ability to play at 120 frames per second, which is a first for a console. I think for an action game like Devil May Cry 5, it's this frame rate in particular that players will pay a lot of attention to because in general, when playing an action game, Players want the game to feel really responsive. And the game is going to feel more responsive when it's at higher frame rates. So players tend to prefer 60 frames versus 30 frames. And now they're going to get a chance to play on console at 120 frames. Thanks to Matt Walker from Capcom Japan. And Devil May Cry 5 Special Edition is available now on next generation consoles for £35. And PS4 and Xbox One as well for the same price. Jackpot. 
Now, not many new and optimized games are available yet, but one of the few being developed for the next generation is Echo Generation. Echo Generation looks a little bit like one of my favourites, Animal Crossing, in its art style, but there's definitely a more Lego-y kind of edge to the characters. Yeah, the company says it's a turn-based adventure game about a gang of kids investigating supernatural events. Oh, it's like that, um, what did we watch? Stranger Things. That's it, Stranger Things. It does even say they battle monsters and mechs to save Ah. their town. I think you'd like this sort of thing, actually. It does sound like it's up your street and it's very cartoony and fun. Chris spoke to Vanessa Cheer and Mark. Martin Govro, co-founders of Coco Cumber. Awesome company name, by the way. Congratulations on getting the demo out for everybody to play. I guess such an exciting moment for you. Has it been a long time coming, this demo? I guess in terms of actual dev time, it's been about a year um, if we kind of put it all together. Uh, but yeah, it feels a lot longer, especially when yeah. it's leading up to releasing something like a demo, just because, you know, there's a lot of expectations there for it to present well, you know, I mean, yeah. if it doesn't present well to people, and this is their first impression of it, then uh, we're afraid it might turn some people off. I would say, you know, so far, so good, though. <laughs> and Martin, can I ask you, because I get the impression that would the dev time have been shorter if we hadn't had the crazy year that we're all going through? Oh, yeah. Uh, crazy <laughs> year for sure. Um, and uh, what happened is right when the, the, the pandemic was declared uh, by the World Health Organization on March 11, it was right about the time we were going to put uh, the game into production because wow. we already had a prototype. We already had, uh, you know, um, some, some material that we, we, we worked on uh, for a couple of months in 2019, 2018, but never a full production. And when that happened, we're like, what do we do? Are we going to put everything on hold? Is the world going to collapse? Is, you know, is people going to be on the street just burning cars? And we decided to take a chance, take the risk to go ahead. You know, it was very unlikely that Xbox will change her plan. You know, the next gen is coming. Yeah. And wanted to have something ready around the time that next gen is coming out. And we we decided to okay let's 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 just go and go ahead take a chance. We had to grow the team uh, because this is our most ambitious project yet. So you can imagine as everything you know is going mad in the world and you actually start hiring people to put a project into a production. So that that was definitively uh, a bit um, a quite quite um, a hard decision to make. But I'm glad we went forward with it because. I think the fact that we had something to to do and focus every day and have a clear um, you know, goal structure uh, helped keep our mind a bit sane as the yeah. world was in turmoil. Was it always intended to be a game that was going to come out on the next generation? Or did you just think we're going to make the game and release on the platforms that are available at the time either way? Oh, definitely it was something that uh, we, we planned for next gen. And... We, we started talking uh, early about this project with, with Xbox, about uh, you know, some of the first early prototype as far as uh, last year. And there was a, you know, an excitement about the project uh, early on. Of course, I'm going to uh, be biased about it. I love this game. And we wanted to fill that every screen 
Uh, it's a bit like a painting you're watching on a big screen in 4K, 60 frames per second. Yeah, as- well, no, I, I've got to say, because from what I, I've played about half an hour of the demo today as soon as I physically could. So I stayed up um, all night and then instead of going to bed, I thought, no, well, I've got to play the demo before I talk to you. I was so excited to play. Um, and I've got to ask you about the art direction. And Vanessa, I, I guess I'll come to you for this one because the graphics and, and the way that the art is designed is so unusual in the sense that it's like a combination of a lot of... I felt like I was in a snow globe when I was playing the game. So I felt like I was in this little world and then I walked along off the screen to the right and then it was like a bit of a, like a darker world. For me, I, ch- I tend to think like in terms of colors and that's like what speaks to me in terms of like how it, you know, it feels. So Animal Crossing, I mean, internally our team is, uh, you know, when we design things, we tend towards the cute side. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, I think it's basically Martin's job to be like, no, this needs to be more badass. <laughs> Echo Generation is being developed right now and set for release (laughs) next year. They also launched the demo, which we were speaking about. You can play it as of uh, right now, as of today. And the soundtrack is available to download as well. Before we go to one more game that's being developed for the Xbox Series X and the S, here's our reporter, Alex Box Rhodes. I was wondering when the next one was coming. Uh, He sent us this report. Hello, Chris and Lee. It's Alex here. I know you guys are doing an Xbox special this month. Uh, so I thought I'd get in on the action. The only problem is my Xbox is back at my parents' house, my old 360, uh, and they're in a different tier and a few hundred miles away. So um, obviously I can't go back and get it. So I thought, well, what does anyone who's lost all sense of hope and you know all sorts of ambition do? Well, they turn to the App Store and try and find a game on there. And I can't believe this, um, what I found. I found a game called Gears Pop. This is the collaboration no one asked for between Gears of War and Funko Pops. First of all, graphics are awful. I don't know when this came out, but this is actually made by Microsoft. They have no excuse. They actually know how to make proper games, and they can't even make garbage games like this. So it seems uh, it's kind of like a sort of a, almost like a football field setup, but with lots of sort of cover to hide behind. Taking cover was obviously always a big part of the Gears of War game. They kind of revolutionized it. Okay, so I, I dropped my guy, and I moved him into the open instead of cover. He was supposed to be behind cover. He just stood on the wall like a lemon. It's kind of, from what I can tell, it's like a tower defense game. This is probably running at about eight frames per second. It's really, really bad. The original Xbox could probably do better than that. I'm currently facing uh, General Ram as my opponent. What is even going on? It's lagging so much I can't even tell what's happening. Oh, here we go. Oh, here we go. It's sped up now. I'm a little bit biased because I've always hated Funko Pops. With their soulless eyes staring out from uh, Games Front Window. Yeah, uh, all this makes me do is want to play the actual Gears of War games, which are really good, especially 2. I really like that one. Oh, it's frozen, and it's crashed. It's crashed. The game has crashed, so there you go. I don't know if I won. I had 15 seconds left, and I'm not going to boot it back up. In fact, delete Gears, pop. Delete this app will also delete its data. Yes, let's do that. And there we go. It's gone. Goodbye. See you later. That was rubbish. Really bad. Don't download that. I imagine there's others in the Pop series, the Funko Pop game series. Don't download those either, because that's the only way we're going to see less of these horrible pieces of hunks of plastic, because they're making them for every single Marvel movie, and there's about 100 Marvel movies coming out between now and next July. So we've got to stop this before it takes over. They're the real locust, Funko Pops. Thank Thanks, you. Alex. Thank you, Thank Alex you. Rhodes. Xbox Rhodes, that's what I'm saying. Wow!
Now, our next guests on the podcast are the team behind CrossCode. They've been supporting the game for quite some time now. Here's a burst of the trailer. So it's a 2D action role-playing game, a bit like one of my favourites that I used to love as a kid called Golden Sun. Or for your reference point, think Pokemon, but you can move diagonal as well. Same Ah. graphics though, like that kind of 16-bit graphics, a really cool combat system in there. CrossCode was first released two years ago after a previous three years in early access. So it's been gradually released across all platforms and now it's arrived on the next generation Xbox as one of the launch titles. Well, Chris caught up with Michael Hoss, the product manager at Deck 13 and programmer Robert Conrad. What has the journey to the next generation been like? It's not the first uh, generation change we've been uh, working for or with. Yeah. So, but after all these years uh, with the um, PlayStation 4 and the Xbox One around or the uh, PS4 Pro and the Xbox One X, I think everyone in the industry can be quite happy that there is now another performance boost available uh, on which you can build up on. Backwards compatibility has been such a something that's been sort of trumpeted by Microsoft. They've kind of made a real point more than the PlayStation to say, actually, a lot of our games are available in a backwards compatible way. It sounds like they're also making it quite easy to optimise games for the system. I guess that's something that you welcome because it makes your life easier. Yes, it's a big difference to previous console generation switches, like when it switched from Xbox 360 I guess also it's an exciting time because the game can come out to a whole new audience. Because one of the first things I did when I got the Xbox Series X was I went online and I looked at, you know, I want to play a game that's optimised for this console. And that's how I came across your game, because I was just looking for something to play. So That's exactly why I really wanted to do that. Yeah. Uh, Because for a game developer, a big problem is, of course, there are thousands of games... And how can people find your game? Also, with regards to that, uh, when the last console uh, generation change happened, um, people transitioned really quickly to the new generation, like from Xbox 360 to Xbox One, for example. Yeah. And um, the games which still released on the 360 back in the days had definitely lower sales. Like uh, there's that one shooter hardly anybody knows, but which is seen as a cult game these days. Like um, the shooter was called Black. Yeah, I played it, yeah. PlayStation 2, wasn't it? It was basically the last big game for the last generation, which no one ever really played because the new generation was just right around the corner. That was the reason why we were like, okay, you know what? We're going to optimize the version anyways for the next generation. So just submit it in time that it will be available at launch date. So in case uh, the game uh, gets another banner which says Xbox Series X or Xbox Series S or whatever that small banner on top of every key art and box art would have looked like we would have been a native supported title as well so you know because how many games did you buy on your xbox one which were originally released for the xbox 360 you always wanted to play the ones for the new generation not the ones for the last generation 
How interesting is that? So much access to developers making these games, awesome games for the Xbox Series X and S. They've all been amazing because I sent out four emails to four companies and they all said, thanks very much, we're very happy to chat. So how awesome is that? You could get a cross-code now for £12. It's quite cheap. Really fun from what I've played so far. This is the Naked Gaming Podcast with Chris Barrow, that's me, and Lee Milner, who's over there. Hello. By the way, we are recording this episode on our bed. This is a little bit too, <laughs> too far. To are you going to say too much information? Well... Well, because our carpet's being cleaned downstairs, right? Because mm. someone, one of your friends, Maybe. who shall only be named Annika... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you spilt, actually named it! ...spilt some red wine on the carpet, which was fine. But it hasn't really come out. It hasn't really come out, has it? So we, Apparently, though, I learned a really good trick. The carpet oh, yeah. cleaner guy said, if you ever spill red wine on your carpet, put lemonade on it. You wouldn't think that was the first thing you'd lemonade. do. But uh, apparently, yes. So there we go. That's a bonus tip for the wow. uh, Naked Cleaning podcast that we're not launching. <laughs> uh, now, we wanted to do a new release for you. And just so happens that Immortals Phoenix Rising came mm. out for all platforms, including the Series X. Uh, this is a bit of the trailer. As the world crumbles... Our divine powers sealed away. Even the gods need a hero. So it's another Ubisoft game. They've just done Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Mm -hmm. which I didn't particularly like. No. Because the voice acting wasn't very good. Uh, This is another studio of theirs, but it's still the same overall company. And I will have to say the voice acting is absolutely shocking again. Maybe they employed the same people as before. You heard some of it. and She's like like Scottish, but then she goes into a bit of Polish slash Russian. And they're supposed to be Greek. So oh no, they they missed the bench, but because <laughs> it's Greek gods, right? So it's uh, Prometheus, who's the one who got his liver eaten out loads. And you know Zeus, about this? You only know about that because the you, Stephen Fry yeah. thing. That was, <laughs> you know me too well, <laughs> don't you? Um, they're having a conversation about this character called Phoenix, who's you, uh, and it tells your story of kind of becoming more powerful and rising to the heavens and getting your powers and I stuff. I bet it looks good. It looks very cartoony. It's fun. It's like The Witcher Three uh, crossed with Fable. It's very cartoony, but. I don't know, I thought it would be better. I thought it would look better and run better, given that it's a, a Series X game now. I've got to be honest, when I saw the trailer, like, I think the content looks good, yeah. and it looks a bit like Zelda, but the graphics don't look anywhere near like Zelda. It's not as good, is it? No. And, and thing, I'm thinking a 6 out of 10 for this. Uh, it's fine if you're looking for something to play, but it's not a must-buy by any stretch. Immortals Phoenix Rising is available now for the next generation consoles, Switch and PC for £50. Just a very quick mention of a few games to look out for on the Xbox. Cyberpunk 2077. It literally actually is out right now today. No, we haven't got it yet. Oh, right. I've sent them three emails. <laughs> Hello, I did very politely request a review copy. Can I have a please? Uh, we will review that in our next episode after this one, so that should be out in a week or so. Uh, make sure you download that podcast when it comes. There's also Hitman 3, if you like the Hitman cool. series of games, coming out on January the 20th, although neither of those are Xbox Series X or S exclusives, so it doesn't necessarily mean that you need to buy the console. So final thoughts then on the Xbox Series X. We've obviously got our own one. Should people be buying it right now? I don't think so, to it's be honest. It's a bit early, I would say, wouldn't well, you? Well, there's no exclusives. There's no games. There's no games. Not even just exclusive. There aren't even really any games. You can't play Spider-Man. Well, it just goes to show that we're actually playing old games on a brand new Xbox. <laughs> yeah. oh, the most fun we've had so far is playing Left 4 Dead 1 and 2. Yeah. Which came out a long time ago. 
So and it looks, I don't know, I don't know. I know I looks it, aren't everything when it comes to a console. It looks awful. It does look. It looks awful. like a big concrete block. <laughs> but I mean, you know, when they get the new games out, maybe it might. It's you know what I've never you know me I've never been an Xbox fan, mm. but actually. The backwards compatibility, it's... it's Actually, I'm, I'm slowly starting yeah. to... Interesting. Not yet. I mean, it's, <laughs> I mean I'm mean, i always going to be a PS, PS girl. A PSA. Yeah, PSA. Four years and you might change your mind before the Just next generation comes that, love. Maybe it's a not a must-buy now. I would say if you've got an Xbox uh, One or even a 360 and you're enjoying the games, just hang fire. There's no need to splash your cash right now. And it'll probably be cheaper by the time you want it next year in February, March, April, when the games start actually coming. Well, we hope you've enjoyed this episode, yeah. this special extra... Extra Xbox. Extra Xbox edition. No. Extravaganza? Yeah, you, I wrote from, from unboxing to Xboxing. I thought that was quite good. Very good. Well done. Uh, <laughs> you can subscribe, you can tweet us, you can get us on Instagram now as well. It's Naked Gaming Pod everywhere. Yep, everywhere. And you can catch our PS5 episode once we've got hold of one. So <clears> six <throat> months it could be. Excuse me. Husband, get on with it. Right, I'm going, um, I'm going. And uh, do catch the next episode of our podcast, which is a Christmas special. Well, what does that mean? So we wear Santa hats and we <gasps> wait, just record. Wait, shh. Can you hear that? Can you hear the bells? Do you want me to add in some afterwards? Yeah, yeah. Some, some royalty free really bells. This would be really smooth if this happens. No, I'm going to be, it to be a harsh edit. It's Christmas. Christmas! <laughs> so we're going to uh, film. Santa Claus coming to town. I actually can't. I can't use that. I can't wait. Uh, we're going to film it, though. We're going to put it up on YouTube. Yeah, we so, are. Uh, stay tuned for that. I think, though, you need another haircut before that goes on YouTube. Why? And that's the end of the episode, okay. folks. So you did my last haircut. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.